0: Welcome in to the Lakeland Sports Guys with Chris and Tom. We've got the coach, Dan Spivey, joining us here as well, and glad to have you along with us. We're going to talk a lot of high school games all around the Lakelands, uh, some big ones that are coming up. have got two that are going to be really fun that we need to talk about. Also, we have uh, college football gets underway tomorrow. Coastal Carolina and Georgia State get underway. We'll talk uh, USC and the game that they have. Tigers, Florida State. That'll be fun. That'll be a big noontime, primetime matchup that'll be going on, and we'll have a little conversation about that and what's happening. Plus, we got Erskine. We've got uh, Newberry and Erskine going at it. That should be interesting with Newberry, and, and they don't want another overtime. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if they go for the win for sure in this one, and, and then we got PC. We got to talk about PC because they got a big win over Wofford last week, and they get another big game coming up this week. So welcome into the Lakeland Sports Guys, brought to you by Howard's on Main and Uptown Greenwood. Make sure to drop by and see the good folks that are out there. Howard's has good homemade food that is out there. I love the sandwiches. Uh, Stan, you guys have had the breakfast. I have yet to get out there for breakfast, so um, I'm just one of those guys that I'm a night owl and I like to sleep in. In the morning, he'll give me. You- <laughs> <laughs>
1: He'll give you that 12 o'clock breakfast for you, if you ask him for it.
0: Hey, he may just he, do he, that. Because
1: he's, he's already got the, the wrap there, his finished wrap, he puts with the burgers anyway, so yeah.
0: Yep, so go on by, see the good folks that are there. B-Rat is in there surfing about, what, 3.34 o'clock, getting ready for happy hour with all that that goes on. And then the live entertainment. No better place in Greenwood than the Howard's on Main up there on that stage on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Always um,
1: always big names. It's not just like how we're going out grabbing somebody off the street, throwing them up there. No, nah, they're always big names. and. You know, keep up. Like I said, that's one thing I do. I help Granger and I help Austin Landers with is I put on my page itself. So, it's always generally those guys. So, I I don't have any connection to them too. But, anyway, those are the big names that are playing. So,
0: i give you the details and what's going on. Yep. All right, well, let's start with the high school because there are some fun ones that are going to be happening. And let's start with the big one, uh, the game of the week, I would say, is the Hornets versus the Hornets. And uh, this is going to be played up at Dixie, where Shoals comes into town, where Schultz 1-3 in 1A. But they have played some tough. <laughs> tough teams Mm -hmm. and then you got Dixie who is also one and three they picked up their first win against McCormick last week 28 to 29 a big win for them in region play to get everything started and this is this this is always a battle between these two regardless of what you said to say and Dixie for some reason Coach Sorrow has got them clicking here in the middle of the season
2: well and this is a rivalry game it's been a rivalry game for years you know Hornets versus Hornets. You just pick your color, green or purple. I'm taking right? purple
1: this week. You got Sarah Dobbins. That's how you look at those games. I right? think
2: I think the Dixie folks are hoping their concession stand will be open this week, finally after the little mishap they had over there, and they hadn't had the concession stand open. They've had to serve out of tents and everywhere else. I think, yeah. but uh,
1: <laughs> but they're providing stuff for. The people at the games, yeah. unlike some places yeah. we've been. Well, the thing
0: is, this is how even these two teams are. Dixie has average is averaging twenty two point five points a game. Where Shoals is averaging twenty two. Where Shoals is giving up forty three points a game. Dixie's giving up forty five point five points a game. So this is how even these two teams are. This is gonna be this. Hey, this one may go extra innings.
2: It
1: yeah. could. It really could go. I mean, it's gonna be one of
2: those games. And well, I think if if anything. Um, Dixie and Coach Sauer may have a few more bodies than what shows has now. Both of them are going to play a ton of players both ways, uh, you know. So it's just going to be a it might be a battle of attrition. I mean, I don't think they could. I don't think those teams two teams have enough bodies to play like Newberry did and play eight overtimes. <laughs> if they did, they might be getting the student bodies people out to play, you know.
1: I'll, I'll play Devin Zach here because I love a player that plays for Warshel. Y'all know who he is. You're a Dixie guy, Stan, so you're going to give me a guy, I'm going to give you a guy. Tom Gary, who's my guy at, at Warshel?
0: That's going to be the running back. Justice. The backs. Yeah.
1: Justice will be, served. Let's leave it with that. Go oh. there.
0: Hey, but you got Stanley Johnson who, uh, you know, yeah. has been really coming on here as of late. The last two, three weeks have been awesome. Well,
2: he's a lot like Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, only a sophomore. You know, 14, 15 years old, playing varsity football, and you um, got to get him playing time. I mean, he, you know, he's he's still learning, and so he played that, well last week. Yep, he played great last week, and and that's just meaning that's just showing me that the game is starting to slow down for him, and the slower it gets, the better he's gonna get. And he's got some weapons around him. Well, he Dude,
0: got Brandon Ants in the backfield with yeah. him, and that's—I mean—that's <laughs> pretty good running back. So this this game may be over faster than we think. You may have a nine thirty, nine forty-five end I, of
1: this. This is one that if you really just want to get in and out of and be home by a certain time, this is the game <laughs> to go to.
2: But, guess, you know, as soon as we say that, we think this is going to be, you know, just a slow max running for 200 yards and this one going Brandon for Brandon t- Nance goes for another no, 200, you know. And, a- and then all of a sudden they're going to come out and try to play air raid all over the field. And it's going to be 11.30 before you get out of the ballpark. You remember that
0: happened with Emerald and, and Calhoun Falls back in the mid-2000s, right, 2007, yeah. 2008, I think was one of those games where we went down there and yeah. it, we thought it was going to be over. Everybody's going to run and they yeah. threw it. We didn't get out at 11.30.
1: I don't say anything to y'all about it anymore because I jinx you every time we think this is going to be a good game in Greenwood but that's why I just keep my mouth shut and say if we get through by 12 we're fine (laughs) but yeah it's going to be a great game I mean like you said how much stand did the win at McCormick last week help
2: Coach at practice this week tremendous tremendous you know uh, but he knew what he had he knew he had a young quarterback and that you know, if you're going to beat him, you might ought to beat him this year because he does have a, a young team, a lot like Ware Shows. I mean, a new coach at Ware Shows that's, that's turning that program around, and you might not want to play them boys next year.
3: I've been that, impressed with Keith Dobbins. Yeah, I, he's I think he's
2: done a real good job changing the culture up there. We've always known that, you know, it doesn't matter. That team could be, oh, forever. And they're going to cut the lights out, lock the doors, and everybody in town going to be in Regal Stadium. And that train horn's going to be blowing. Uh, that's two constants that have been there. And you put a team that wins a couple of ball games in there, and it's just going to get louder and louder and louder.
0: Well, that's why Dixie's glad of the game's at that their place. That's, right. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so the train horn. They, they, you, you never know. They may make that thing portable.
2: That, that, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me a bit. They put it on top of. They probably got that uh, their bus, Purple Hornet bus, wrapped, and they liable would have a special bracket on top of that no thing just to mount it, and just, tell the, tell the bus go. driver to pull this string right here. Talking about a wrap bus, uh, I was coming through McCormick, and they have. They have one. I saw it the other day.
1: It's pink for breast cancer awareness. Oh, really? It's like they've shaded it a, a pink color for October. So when I when I saw one of the, uh, well, it was actually Coach Fred again, but he was like, yep, we did that. We've done that last couple of years color wise. He said, but this year it was easy enough where all we did was change a couple of things around and we make the, the bus part, the drivable part, we're going to make it the pink part and the rest of it's going to say Big Chiefs. But if you see it with the, the, the glare and everything, it looks totally pink. Really neat and really good concept. So.
0: All in favor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. which gets underway here in a couple of weeks for the month of October. We'll see see a lot of pink socks and things going on that that week, too. All right, some other games that are going on that we need to talk about. Uh, How about Greenwood Christian? They go on the road to Thomas Sumter Academy. Thomas Sumter Academy is down in Sumter, down there in the Sandlands. Um, And (laughs) Thomas Sumter Academy has kind of – they were really good at one point, but Wilson Hall uh, has kind of – own that area as far as it oh, goes wow. with the Skiza League uh, that is down there. They've had a hard time competing since uh, Wilson Hall has gotten as good as they did. Basically, the facilities is a big difference <laughs> that between the two schools. And Thomas Sumter is a, a smaller school, but Wilson Hall is a much bigger school, much more. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you, you know, when I was down oh, there, the Air, Force school,
2: Brats Air Force and Army Brats yep. are down
0: there. But, they, I mean, actually, Thomas Sumter is closer to the air base than yeah. than Wilson Hall is, and uh, you know thomas sumter is is struggling right now they are they haven't won a ball game um they've only got uh, i think of twenty four twenty five kids uh as of right now uh they're only four on the season this should this should not only be a big win for Greenwood Christian they should be able to play everybody and get everybody some experience in game time here and that that
2: makes practice so much easier for those kids when they get to when they get just to get in the game, and then to win a game too, and you get to play in a win, and you get the possibility of oh, I might, you know, I might get to score in this game.
0: Yeah, well, Owen's going to have a huge yeah. night. Uh, Kate Eaton's yeah. going to have a big night. Well, but yeah. the
1: backup yeah. quarterback is already playing well yeah. because he's had to go in in reserve just because they didn't uh, want to run the scoreboard on everybody. Another thing with Sumter is Tom is Sumter High School, and what's the other one? Crestwood. So yeah. you're also drawing from bigger schools, and yeah. I know that the Wilson Hall's the one that's taking the players, but that's just tough when you got you know four schools in that one little area and that smaller area yeah. to draw from. Yeah,
0: yeah, it makes it, it makes it a little more challenging. Yep. Um, but a good ride guys.
1: home, hopefully for Greenwood Christian, because like yeah. I said, it, I don't see anything crazy going on there.
0: It should be, and I thought I, I thought I had it. Let me look. I don't. Um, I thought I had it, but when you look at the numbers as of right now, as far as the offensive numbers, I think if I remember correctly, uh, Greenwood Christian had 200, no, 306 average yards per game, whereas Thomas Sumter had just a little over half of that, about 176 is where they had. And and they're giving up way more points in the process as well. So even Heaton should have a, a huge night as well, not yeah. only throwing but running the ball. And the yeah. backup. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm, you know where I'm going because Max Preps will tell me everything I want you to know. Yeah, well, guys. that's they uh, love Greenwood Christian, <laughs> so I guess that's the one team in our area that they do pick up, and it could be the fact that well, Greenwood the coaching Christians, staff gives them every step. i, I will say
2: the coaching staff has a connection, because they have a score. and and they've got somebody sitting there with that computer that hits that button at the end of the game and says send it to these yeah. people, and Max Preps is getting it, so they naturally they're going to put it on, and.
1: That's one thing we've got to do better at Greenwood, and it could be me being the one to do it because I know the stipulation is it's got to, the score's got to be in by 11.59 on Friday night. And that's just one we struggle with because, like I said, Stan and Bill do their things. And Bill does his thing with every other group. Um, and it could be something simple. If you're in Greenwood and you're there and you got the scores or we'll get you the scores, if you're willing to do it, this is a paid job by Max Preps. Mm-hmm. I don't have any idea what they pay you, but anyway, it's a paid job. So, if you want something to have fun doing stats and stuff, we'll help you get it if you put it up there.
0: Yeah, big win for the Hawks, though, against, I mean, yeah, there's yeah. no Thomas doubt about Zuckerberg. that one. No doubt. All right, uh, sticking with the 1A, how about McCormick going uh, to Christchurch? Christchurch 3-2. and 2. Now, Christchurch is down this year. They dropped out of the top ten this week. Yeah. Um, they're 3-2 and 2 in 1A. Uh, they were previously ranked fourth, I think. Yeah. Um, at least I didn't see him in the rankings. I'll have to go back and look. But uh, McCormick's 1-4. Tough loss, 28-29 to Dixie uh, in the last, what, 28 seconds of last week's game. Dixie ends up with the big win in that one. But, but the Chiefs are due for a win here, can they get it against Christchurch? The
1: loss to is the one that really hurt that team. And, I mean, I know they were disappointed last week. The thing about Christchurch that we got to remember is they got one of the top running backs in the state in Deshaun Reeder. and. And not where he plays? He's Christchurch, yep. right? Yeah. So, yep. I mean, if you're McCormick defensively, you just got to tell Cam Garant, know your role, and that's who your guy's going to be. And, you know, Marcus Stevens and everybody else at McCormick should have had to play a perfect game at quarterback for him. And it may take him running the ball a good bit more than what they would, you know, Coach Collier wants him to run it. But this is a game that every one of these schools, where, where Schultz has already had their glimpse of who was it last week, St. Joe's? Mm-hmm. All right, so now it's their turn with Christchurch. I mean, Calvin Falls is going to get Southside Christian Simulator. It's that time to play these three teams that nobody wants to play in 1A. So uh, it's going to be a very tough game. Um, I promise you, this is one of Chris's chaos games. I wish I could say it, Coach Collier, but I just don't. I mean, I hate. You don't want to see a beatdown by anybody, but I'm thinking that's what we're looking at.
0: See it, um, another tough game in one A. Calhoun Falls. They'll be going on the road to West Oak. West Oak three and one and three A as of right now. Um, Christchurch played Calhoun Falls fifty one nothing was the score last Friday night. So, um, and looking at the rankings, they are ranked number four. It's uh, uh, Southside Christian that dropped out.
2: They're dro- they're the one down. But, a bit. but this game with Calhoun Falls, I don't know who wrote this guy's schedule. But, uh, Coach, why are you scheduling a three A school? You it know, wasn't him, <laughs> you know. I mean, and, and that's nothing against Cotton Falls. I'm not saying they can't go in there and beat the doors off of them. But traditionally, you know, just it's just a it's a numbers game down there, and I just don't think you're gonna have the numbers to play and win this ball game.
1: I totally agree there. That's a, one of the situations. You know, Abbeville steps up, and that's West Oak's a the team they play. Generally, they lead off the year with them. Yeah. I think the past couple of years they've led off the year at West Oak, which is, like Stan says, a 3A school. Maybe next time you talk to Coach Liner, maybe that's a buddy of his, and he don't care who he plays, wherever he plays. But Coach, CS man. You got your couple wins this year against Thorn. and, I mean, that's the good thing about it. But, these other teams in 1A are going to cost fits to some of these teams. And like I said, I like what I've seen so far from Coach Thies, And now he's got Kelly Bryan up there. And it's going to get the kids want to play. So you're going to, what we saw at the Jamboree, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. We won't see anymore, I don't think. I think there's enough with the family members wanting to play for Kelly. And then Coach Thies knows the people up there. I think they're going to end up with a pretty good team the next two or
0: three years. Yeah, just got to get through the region schedule on brutal realignment coming up and I'm sure the coaches are going nuts as of right now because alignment numbers have gone in so coaches now are it's, now let's we're make just our schedule waiting to see. now we're so we'll waiting find to see. out um, do they schedule West Oak or where where they come from there so. well
1: not only that but I mean you can almost with realignment can you imagine actually a and ball well they're always in there anyway but just Cal Falls wereshoals um Dixie McCormick just basically well, having an elite to themselves.
0: No, uh, to, not themselves. Well, let's think about it because there's a good possibility if you listen to Coach Nichols in Abbeville that they may be moving down. If that's the case, usually 96 moves down with them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's the trend that has happened, yeah. which means you would have those two moving into the one A with Where Dixie, and and, the, Falls and McCormick. But
2: on the same light, you listen to some of the Emerald people and uh, Emeralds getting close to being a four-way school. Now, yeah. they're going to be at the bottom of four-way as far as attendance numbers goes. But, uh, that, that brings you, the rivalry you back. Look, you look at where all the construction's going on, and it's in the Emerald District with the one over there off Maxwell Springs, yeah. the one down the street from my house. I mean, there's going to be some kids moving in. They may not make four-way this realignment, but probably in, about four in years. two years... They're going to be a four way school. I mean, from what I heard, they wasn't about 200 people short right now.
1: And well, what you say is proposed with Nichols and the rest of them, I can promise you one thing. you going to have some three A's, I mean, some skis, the team, not skis, but you're going to have your big three. South already petitioned to move up. Uh, Christ Church is going to move up. St. Joe's going to move up because they don't want to high school league to deal with. Yeah. And that's yeah. your own baby. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So we may end up with another Gray and whoever else is going on again. So this could be even wilder than that.
0: All right, uh, getting back to the games here in the Lakelands, uh, 96, they're 3-1. They had a bye week last week. Uh, they had a chance to kind of reevaluate things. They're averaging 25.8 points a game. They're only giving up 17.5, um, and their only loss coming to the Saluda Tigers, which wasn't a bad loss at all. I mean, they, they did get shut out, but they and, only gave and, up 25 And we
2: got points. to remember they're playing with a backup quarterback. Who's playing great, by the way. Who's who's probably starting on a lot of – well, he is the starter now. Carver Davis uh, is a good And it it might be hard to knock him out of that starting position now. (laughs) He's just a junior, so he will be back next year too. So uh, things are boding well for a coach down there.
1: Actually, I think Coach said he's a sophomore. (laughs) So he will be back. Braden Mitchell, yeah, yeah, Braden Mitchell, I mean – I know Braden's ready to get back. He's showing it a bit. And I know practice. He was happy this week, knowing that if he's clear now, I don't. Coach might tell us a little yeah, bit. Got to
0: be clear. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're 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 playing Pillion. Okay. It's homecoming, yeah. uh, so you got a lot of pomp and circumstance that been going on this week, and of course you got the extended halftime and all that stuff that's going on. So this game's got a little more importance to the community than just the football game. This yep. on. You're right.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're finally entering where you want to be playing in the game.
0: But, you know, in, in hindsight, when you look at it, as of right now, they, they are 3-1, but they, well, excuse me, they're 1-3, and, and they played really good teams. I mean, they took on Gilbert last week. I mean, got destroyed, but they played Gilbert real well. And then they ended up playing a lot of those CSR teams uh, in the process. I think I've got their schedule, if I'm not mistaken. I'll pull it up here real quick. Um, when you look at Pillion and their schedule, uh, Bethune Cook or, excuse me Bethune Bowman twenty two to eight uh, ended up being a win for them. They lost to Columbia forty eight to twenty eight. Eclair thirty five to twenty eight was a win, and they lost to Gilbert. So they're two and two. But right now.
2: but the two two. Gilbert's a two A school, right?
0: It's a three A three school. A school.
2: So three, th- those three losses are against bigger schools. Bigger schools, yeah. Yeah, you know, three A schools now. Maybe lower tier three A, but still, you know, in the record books it's a three A school. So, uh, ninety six had best be ready. Don't let don't be paying attention to all the outside noise with the pretty girls walking around, uh, <laughs> and the halls painted up or whatever they do down there. Concentrate on the game. I'll yeah. coach have them, and ready. I, I think coach him. will have them ready. Yeah, ready. Uh, this team is. Everybody was a little suspect early. And before the season really started, about can this guy get this program turned around? You know, and people were willing to give him a. Uh, he's turned it around. There's no doubt. There's a whole different mindset down now than what it was this time last year. So that's kudos to the coach.
0: Yeah, but he's got a lot of people that are playing both yeah. ways, and too, with this cooler weather, that's that's, that's going to benefit help. them I don't and. Help. The way that they play, the cooler weather helps us also. Yeah. I mean, they, they they play with their hair on fire, as Coach likes to say. And with that being said, the hotter weather it wears on two way players. Whereas you've got two way, and it's cooler weather, you know, you know, you can you can yeah. enjoy that a little bit more. And plus, the heart the hits sting just a little bit more.
1: They can say you'll have a big game. Yeah. probably. he <laughs> probably
0: see. will. Caught up with Coach Matthew Bennett earlier. Here's what he had to say getting ready for this game in the bye week
4: yep by week came at a good time uh you know we got some uh a couple of nagging injuries uh, nothing serious a couple of nagging injuries taken care of uh you know the- uh, it was a big big week for us to kind of slow down reteach some things, go over some things that we'd seen that maybe we weren't prepared for um a lot of it was just reiterating things we've already. Taught and coached, but it was a good week to clean things up. And our kids had a really good week of practice over the bye week, and have had a really great week of practice so far this week. Uh, hopefully, they can string together today and have a a good full week going into Thursday's, uh, you know, Thursday's pregame practice and put a good week together. You know, because I think it's a big thing with. I tell the kids all the time, getting good's not very hard; staying good is. So you gotta, you gotta continuously. Want to grow and get better each and every week, regardless of who the opponent is, regardless of the schedule so the bye week uh, gave us an opportunity to really focus on getting better at uh at being at being ninety six mm-hmm. more than having to worry about an opponent but and yeah, we got a formidable opponent this week in pillion homecoming, a big big crowd we're
0: looking forward to it and I it there's a lot of similarities with pillion that that you played already
4: <laughs> yes uh pillion. <laughs> They're uh, they're interesting uh, offensively. That you know, a lot of times, uh, I don't I don't spend as much time watching other teams' offense as I do their defense. But I've watched Pillion's offense uh, probably as much as I've watched anybody's, and their their quarterback uh, Lucas New, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He was special teams player of the week last week in up in Upper State Two A. He's the quarterback, the free safety. But last week he kicked three field goals. <laughs> he is a, he's a do-it-all type player, really, really solid. I enjoy watching their offense. They do some things differently. Um, so it, it'll be an, an interesting challenge for our defense. But our defense has played like their hair's on fire all season, so I, I expect us to still come out and play, play very hard and um, see
0: how we match up. And you mentioned uh, practice has gone well so far. Again, part of that is due to the weather and the fact things have cooled off a little. I told them from the first day
4: said you know look around the weather's gonna be our friend when it starts cooling off so you know that was something that uh, you know every opposing head coach all summer whether it was 7 7 or you know any other things that we did and early in the preseason and in the regular season every coach we've played more or less has said you know when, when it cools down y'all gonna be solid and uh, you know I think cooling down certainly helps um the heat, the heat can drain you and when you've got a bunch of kids playing both ways. Uh, any, any kind of advantage you can get with the, wet, the weather, it helps. it helps not to be run off the field for the wet bowl, but, uh for practice too. So actually getting to practice the whole time has been, has been really good. We've been really fortunate with weather the last couple of weeks.
0: Well, i got to ask you, you had the week off. You went to what was the best game in the entire upstate with Clinton and Chapman that went on. <laughs> Your opinions on that game? Um,
4: I think they'll see each other again. Mm-hmm. I think they'll play again. You know, we did that last year. Uh, we played Chapman up at their place in the regular season, and, and and played them again in the third round. When I was at Clinton, um, I think they could see each other again, and I wouldn't be shocked if. Uh, and this, is, I mean, Coach Kabinis and his crowd over there at Chapman. And, um. Coach Daly, is offensive line coach, and Coach Rollo, their offensive coordinator, they had a great plan offensively. They got a quarterback that's a load. That number six, the receiver, was really special. Mm-hmm. He made some great plays Friday night. Uh, him and Zay Johnson matched up against each other all night. It was like watching a heavyweight fight. But uh, Clinton was banged up a little bit, which every team's banged up a little bit this part of the year. But Clinton's banged up in, was banged up in some key spots. I think they'll have some – if they can get some kids back on the grass, they play again, I'm always going to, you know, I'm always on side with Coach Fountain and, and the Red Devils if given the option. So, I, I think they can see each other again, and if uh, if that happens, it'll be another big game. It'll be fun to
0: watch. How do the kids react to you being there?
4: Oh, it was great seeing the kids. You know, the kids, uh, I, I love those kids to death, and, and they're they're a part of the family, and they love me and my wife. and. It was great seeing them, especially those offensive linemen. Um, you know, it, it, that was pretty special. I hate it that they didn't win Friday night, but um, it was still it was still special to be back there. They were celebrating the hundred year anniversary of Red Devil football, so not only did we get to see see our guys, but we got to see a lot of players coming back that uh, have graduated. Um, got to see, you know, anytime you can hang around Coach Richardson, and Coach Young, and Coach Bill Rhodes and just real legends of of high school football. That was a uh, something we certainly appreciated the opportunity to do and it, it was great to be back and uh I, I'm glad to I'm glad to be back working this Friday night though. I don't like the Friday nights off too much. <laughs> that, the funniest thing was and it was just conversational, but it happened probably a hundred times Friday night. Oh. Somebody would say, Coach y'all off this week. <laughs> after about the 50th person, I started saying, "Yeah, man, I got it rolling so good, I don't even got to go." Uh, but no, it was uh, it was cool to be back um, and uh, see everybody. You know, got to speak to Coach Fountain a little bit after the game and talk to the other coaches. And you know, it's uh, it was it was good. It was a
0: good experience. I,
4: I hope I wish those guys nothing but the best.
0: Uh, one last question concerning Pillion, and you mentioned the homecoming was coming. It got kind of an extended halftime, and in guess in that regard, that that kind of wears on on the team as well, doesn't it? Uh,
4: homecoming is a, I think most football coaches view it as a necessary evil. Uh, <laughs> you know, we got pep rally, we got people coming back, and big big crowd, extended halftime, all that stuff. I don't mind that extended halftime. We'll take five more minutes off our feet, yeah. but. You know, you just kind of – you got to try to make sure you don't get too long-winded and, and don't overcoach them at halftime. You know, hit what you need to hit and then let them, let them get some fluids in them and get ready to roll back out in the second half. We, uh, we certainly hope that Pillion travels well. You know, I, I don't know. I've never coached against them, uh, so, but I hope they do. I hope it's a packed house Friday yeah. night here at well, Wilson Campbell.
0: The region that they're in is is probably one of the toughest 2A regions that are there. They do have a tough. I mean, you got Strom Thurman and BNL, and yeah, that's that a Saluda throwing in there on top of that. That's
4: a good. That's a good hard hitting region. Uh, <laughs> the every, black and blue region as yeah, we used to call every uh, every team in that region. Uh, they wake up Saturday morning and know they played the game whether they won <laughs> or lost. That's what we used to say uh, at Clinton. You know, we played we played certain teams. You know, no matter what the score is. We're gonna wake up Saturday morning and know we played. Uh, that was a that was one of those things in, in that region there, like Chester. Chester was we played them last year and we knew if we'd won that game and we did, but we knew going in like if we win, that's gonna lock up the reading championship. But no matter what, Saturday morning we're gonna be aching because <laughs> Chester, you know, they're rolling out to hit you. So. Yeah. That 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 region, the old black and blue region, that that's a tough one. So. All right,
0: so there you have uh, Coach Matthew Bennett with the '96 Wildcats as they get ready to take on Pillion at homecoming this coming Friday night, seven thirty over there at '96 High School. This is going to be a huge, huge game for them, uh, particularly coming off a of bye week. They're going to be feeling pretty good.
1: I don't well, think so. Yeah, I love that dude, man. Like I said, you can sit and talk to him forever, and if if you ever had a doubt in what what Coach Bennett's going to do. Just look at Coach Fountain where he coached with and the Gaffney coming out of it and stuff. I mean, the pedigree that he's got in his system, he's going to bring the 96. and he, Look out. I'm telling you, because like I said, he's going to turn that program around very quickly. But I love the way you said and I mean, you were talking about Pullian. That might be the Emerald, the best one in whatever in team that in that region. Because like you said, that's a hard-hitting region. <laughs> no doubt about that. So it should be a great game. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can see them coming in hard and giving it – you know, a lot of coaches don't like homecoming. He seemed to enjoy it.
0: Well, we've got a few more games to talk about. Uh, Greenwood and Abbeville are idle this week, um, which is, you know, good for them, chance for them to heal up. Uh, and they both go into region play the next week to go along with that. Um, when you look at Saluda, they are ranked number six right now in 2A. They're 4-0. and um, they're averaging 32.8 points a game. They're only giving up 8.5 as of right now, and they were idle last week, but they get to go on the road to take on a very good Indians team they're with Gilbert High School, who is also 4-0 in and 3A and ranked number four in the state of South Carolina.
1: Now, see, that's my game of the week there. I know they're not – and,
2: and that's semi-sort
1: of a Coach,
0: rival it, game, too. It, mm-hmm. it
1: is. And Coach. I mean, you're talking about Stewart Young and Coach Le- Leopard, or however you say his name. You know what Chaz done at Gilbert, and like I said, you were talking about real alignments. That's school's gonna go to the roof. We don't know what they're gonna be in the next year. Or two. That, that might be a five A football team for long. And right that right. Lexington, the way regional, that's in. Yeah. So, but it's gonna be a game. That's that's what a Jr. would call a slobber knocker. And it, it basically it's gonna depend on, like I said, home team's gonna have a lot to say about that. So, um, it should be a great game. Coach Young's not gonna take anything for granted. They are gonna go in there and do what they've been doing and. And like I said, I hadn't had a chance to watch Gilbert play. I have watched them a couple years back, a couple years ago. But they're a good football team, and they're always sound defensively. And that's what I'm interested to see. You know, yeah, you know, Saluda's only giving up how many points? You said eight? Eight, eight and a half. Well, they're going against an offense now. So, if we talk about it next Monday and they're still holding people to eight, they won that football game easily. (laughs) So.
4: (laughs) Well, I think
2: this is two teams that the coaches – We'll have the teams ready to play. There's going to be no doubt. That it's Now, I mean, we might could check. I doubt that this would be homecoming for Gilbert. I don't think the Gilbert coaches would appreciate no. that. Yeah. If if the homecoming committee selected this game, I feel sure they were told not to select this game. <laughs> um, uh, but a big game, and we'll decide a lot coming into the – when we get more toward the playoff uh, as far as wins and losses, this is going to be a big game for Saluda, and I think they need to win it.
1: In it to win it. That's what it's got to be. I mean, it's it, that mentality it. now. Yeah. Don't, let's see, Dutton, let's see. Doesn't Saluda play Strom Thurmond
2: next week? It ought to be coming up pretty close. I know but,
1: Strom Thurmond's got no, yeah, uh, they're North in the Augustus, same region. So. Yeah. so I'm thinking it. I guess I was trying to look it up on my phone. Says so I'm dead, buddy. So he's tired too. Um, I think that's next week. If it's not, it's the week after. So could this be the trap game that Coach Young's trying to keep his guys out of going to Strong Thurmond Looking at, I mean, going ahead looking at Strong Thurmond because that tip probably will be region. That will probably be one of the top teams that you're gonna have in that region. Well, you got those. Th- you got three so. really
0: big teams. Um, depending on what BNL does, which BNL yep. team shows up because well, they started yeah. out really hot and then ended up with a lot of injuries uh, through the course of all that. But. Yep. Um, yeah, they got Gilbert this week, saluted us, then they play Pillion okay, the so week yeah. after. So it'll be October sixth and it. it will be at Strom Thurmond. So okay. back to Another where they were for the uh upper state championship. Upper state championship Another grind. Yep.
1: yep. So
0: yeah, we had fun at that one. <laughs> All right, uh, another game that is happening in and around our area that uh, we want to talk about is the Crescent Tigers. They get to host uh, the Emerald Vikings in this one. Emerald took a tough one on the chin, 52-14, to 14, against the Bears of PHP. But Emerald right now, um, you know, they're giving up 29 points a game. That game last week did not help. Uh, before that, they were only giving up 21. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that game in, uh, that game made that much of a difference. They're also scoring 17.8 points a game, and we know that they've been within a field goal of most um, of the games of winning. Game. Yeah. So they still are the best 0-4 team in and around the Lakelands regardless. And Key Holloway, he got the Mayor's game ball this week, um, ended up having that big touchdown run, Uh, was able to move the balls between the um, 20s. I mean, mean, they had a good game and a good game plan. Um, In talking with some of the folks that saw it, penalties hurt them. You know, all of a sudden you get a holding penalty uh, back another 10 yards. You get another holding penalty. And they had three holding penalties in a row that set them back. And all of a sudden you get to, you know, three and 30, third yeah. and 30. I mean, plus ride, plane ride. Whatever. It's, you know, that hurts. And a lot of drives were like that. And they had a touchdown call back. Yeah. So,
2: yep. but this game, I think, is very, very winnable for Emma. Crescent has a good team for the first time in a long
0: time. They gave Haverbill all they could all handle.
2: They could handle, but uh, I think, you know, it, it's a road game, so that that might throw the monkey in the wrench, but I still think that Emerald has the bodies and uh, I think they'll have them prepared. They they want to win. They're not going over there to like we say going to lose and pick up a check. They going to to get the win. So less uh, – to
1: when they gotta put points on the board and that's what kinda worries me about it. They gotta get that ground game going, wiki. Mm-hmm. They also gotta throw the ball a little bit, but like I said, don't take nothing on I'm gonna tell you something. BH, BHP is one of the tougher teams they're yeah, gonna play yeah. this year. Don't, They've don't already played Hampton be. really well. Like I said, this is the best O and whatever that they're gonna be. And you know, like I said, thank you, Kevin Thomas, because you called a mob of high school too last night or the other <laughs> night on this thing. Um, I thought I was the only one doing it, but um, this is a game. And, and like I said, what did Abbeville take away from Crescent injury-wise and stuff like that also? They might be hitting them at a pretty good time. That's, that's what they need to have happen. So, but we waiting on Coach DeBose. Like I said, as soon as they get that W going, they, that's why I was going to be happy.
2: <laughs> but the, the region they're in, those Ws are going to be hard fought. They are. Every one of them is going to be a hard fought win. And uh, there's no slouches in that region. Uh, they're just not.
1: Are <laughs> we <weakly>? clean <laughs> It's That's a tough road to hoe. I'm not laughing. I mean, yeah. you were talking about who scheduled and Falls. I mean, who scheduled for the Coach DeBose's team this year? Yeah. They, no, he
0: did that to himself. Well, yeah. uh, he, he's a liner guy then, so he <laughs> would play
1: anybody anywhere. But that's a tough region. Like, you just heard Coach uh, Bennett say it, you know, being former, uh, you know, at Clinton and everything. He said, man, you played Chester and you played his team, you get smacked in the face. Yeah. And you got to come out. And sooner or later, that one win stands all it's going to take. Yep. And they, if, if they could get it this week going into – Whoever they may have next week, it's going to start. They start with,
5: region playing. It'll be
1: week, it'll so. be region, so it could be a Chester. It could maybe it's a Union County. is what we need it to be. Mm-hmm. That would be the the game he really could use up up front.
0: So yeah, don't I, talk to Lawrence about Union County. No. <laughs> That'll no. be another one. Lawrence, uh, by the way, they are going to T L. Hannah. Uh, we saw what happened and with Greenwood, and that and that, good and, luck. And that uh, yep. will be ugly. I'm um, just wondering how many
1: yards, with Sean Burton, and uh, what's the other the other two kids? I mean they. You might see Tom for real. Donald Joe Donald. You might might possibly see four or 500 yards
2: rushing in this game for that one For each running back. That's what I'm saying. It could be. I don't know if they got enough time on the clock because they're going to score so quick. It'll be running too. More than likely. (laughs) Yeah, and they're going to put it there. It'll probably be a running clock by the fourth quarter. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, Tough game I mean, for Lawrence, and, and we yeah.
2: hate to say that for Lawrence because we got all the respect in the world for Coach that man. program over there. But dude, y'all just something's going on over there. When you get it figured out and get it figured out quick,
1: I understand. Offensively, they yeah. need
0: some way well, to generate yeah. points.
2: We
1: so. want them back in our. I'd love to have them back in our region. I, That's just a rivalry across that lake, rivalry, whatever you want to call it. I love to have that game, and I mean. I could see Coach Liner fighting for that one too to get it back with Coach Smith. But it's just a tough game this week. They got a tough road to hoe the rest of the way through, but they'll start, you know, unfortunately this is a tough week to start.
0: Yeah. Sorry I ran us down that rabbit hole. <laughs> get him You're back, good. Getting back to the emerald game. Um I had to catch up with Tad DeBose. Here's a little bit what he had to say uh after that big loss against the Bears last week. Yeah, we you know, we had to do some soul search and we did not
3: give uh, our best, best effort from the second quarter on. And, um, you know, we have to challenge our young people to step up and, and do things in a better way and, and do what they're coached to do. But um, this week, uh, you know, temperatures drop down a little bit and get a little fall, Christmas, you know, crisp in the air. And we'll, uh, we, we're going to work and, and trying to get better and preparing for the Crescent Tigers.
0: And the Crescent Tigers, they uh, last week took on Abbeville, and they really, in my opinion, challenged Abbeville. Abbeville only won twenty-one to six uh, overall. So, I mean, that says a lot about the Tigers and and what you guys are going to go up against.
3: Well, Coach Sheldon Evans and his guys up there, they're doing a great job. They've got their numbers up, you know, um, you know, they've got about fifty kids on their varsity and their JV team. Uh, they got really good team speed, which is, uh, you know, which in the past Crescent you know usually doesn't have but they really do have some guys that can run um defensively is what you know stands out to me they were able to hold Abbeville to 21 points and um really contain their running game and that says that's a big credit to them because uh you know you know they run a three-man front a three-five and you know, they're stunting and slanting and linebackers are coming everywhere. So it'll be a big challenge for our offense because they get after it and they got some big bodies and, and they got some speed on the back half and offensively their quarterback is the one that makes them go. Um throws the ball, you know, decent enough to keep you honest, but he he really is back there to get the football and run it and you know, they run a good good setup of, of plays. They run a, a bunch of power plays with him and Uh, counter plays, and uh, they just do a good job up front, and they'll be a big challenge for us.
0: As far as your JV goes, uh, I mean, they've been playing extremely well. Uh, They played last Thursday night up at BHP, and even in the loss, they still managed to hold them 21.
3: Well, we we fought hard, and, you know, we didn't play well offensively. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Braden Westbury, our little JV quarterback, dislocated his shoulder, Um, and we found out this week he's got a crack in the bone, so he'll be done for the year. Um, but we struggled a little bit offensively last week in the JV game, and um, you know, and Friday night was kind of the opposite offensively. We kind of moved the ball when we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot, and um, so you know, we're continuing to grow. Once again, we you know we 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 deal with young people, and uh, <laughs> we're trying to to lead them in the right the way, and um, you know, hopefully, we'll
0: improve and be ready for Crescent this week because, like I said, they got a good football team gonna be fun to watch I want to mention uh, that you guys had the the uh, middle schools here last week yes as well sir. you had a great game with West Side and North Side uh, going at it here in that regard. what did you see from those teams that, that you're looking forward to having?
3: Well the good thing about it they played here so I got to film it and uh, so <laughs> we were at, we were at BhP uh, you know Westview's got a got a talented group of kids you know if you if you look at the middle schools over here in Greenwood there's always a great mixture of size and speed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 when they when they get together, it's a unique situation when these three middle schools get together and they're competing for what they call a little city championship. And uh, Westview, the other day, their quarterback Bo Height is 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 an is an exceptional athlete, and he stands out because in middle school ball you don't see it a lot, but he has the ability to to move around in the pocket and he spins it really well. And uh, they got a couple of kids, uh, I think a little merino boy, he catches it well, and a couple of other guys. And so they are able to throw it around a little bit, which is something that you really don't get to see a lot at the middle school. And um, and our guys down there at Westview, they're, they're doing a good job of of molding these young people and teaching them the game of football.
0: Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun with that group. <laughs> well, it's they I, you know,
3: that's the thing about middle school football is that that's a different adventure. <laughs> um, sometimes it's just – it's a challenge sometimes. Some days, just to get them dressed and get them to the field in time for practice. Um, but uh, you know that age group is always good to watch them get out and play. And you know we've got great numbers at all the middle schools here in in Greenwood, so they've kind of split it off with the Greenwood schools, and they'll play a seventh grade game and an eighth grade game. And you know, and that that's that's a good sign for our entire community because that means we got a lot of kids playing football. And the more kids that we can have out playing football in this community, the better it's going to
0: be. Sounds like it's going to be a good time for, for uh, the future as well. So.
3: Well, it, it will. And, you know, once again, the numbers are improving. And, and, you know, we've got good quality coaches at all middle schools. And, you know, and I just appreciate the job that those guys are doing.
0: This week, uh, the weather temperature is down around the low 80s, and that means you guys are going to be practicing in the afternoon. I gather. Yeah, we're around.
3: back in the afternoons right now, and that's an adjustment for us. And you know, our coaches get to sleep a little bit longer. And um, but if you you know, trying to get both teams done in the afternoon is it's it's is always fun to get them out there together with us. And um, you know, we'll do some board drills today, and there's a couple of couple of of jv guys they get kind of froggy and they want to call out varsity guys on the board and you know it just has a little excitement a little fun to it and you know if you know as a coach if you feel like that kid can handle it you know you might let them mix it up a little bit and just see where they at but uh sometimes some of those little ones they don't understand and they'll be like i want him and i'm like oh you're not quite ready for it <laughs> so uh you know but that's the fun part of what we get to do at practice and um We'll go out today, and you know the weather's wonderful. And um, we'll go out today and try to get better. All right, well, best of luck this coming Friday night. We'll
0: be rooting for you. Thank you for Miss Tom. All Appreciate right. you. Sound the horn. So you have Coach Tad Debose and his comments uh, about what they've been getting ready for this week, and of course last week against the the Bears and and what had happened, what they uh, teaching moments is what I called it at that point. But he also got to talk about the West Side and and the North Side matchup that they had last Wednesday night or last Thursday night. Thanks to the JV being out, they got a chance to have that at their field. And from what I understand, it was it was a packed house. I mean, you heard it from All your right. house.
2: But the, what what interested me with that was was the fact that he said, we got to video the game. Mm-hmm. You're the coach of a high school team, a varsity high school. You're coaching a middle school game. Okay, you're going to go back and you're going to watch that tape because you want to see what you got coming next <laughs> year. <laughs> <And> that's his <laughs> future.
1: You're right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly the future right. of
2: his program. And
1: um, and see, Tad did like a lot of that. People helping out over there when Coach Dickles would, would write. I mean right middle school so they've always used that technique and yeah. stuff like that And Greenwood's lucky again because you have Westview and you have Northside and like I said those are two they battle it out every year for that Greenwood crown whatever you call it but uh, good athletes there and good coaches over there and that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying he, you're right he's a kid at Christmas time going over there and watch the quarterback that throws it around and well so. and he
2: knows the quarterback because he played baseball at Emerald last year well these kids are so. baseball
1: players yeah you're right yeah. So, 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 speaking you know, of baseball,
0: the Emerald Baseball Field uh, press boxes, they cleared the backstop, backstop and they've already started laying the footing the for it. Yep. So,
2: that's yep. – uh,
0: we, you know, I, I saw Coach Mack after I got done with uh, uh, Tad DeBose, and, and I mentioned to him, he said, well, we may be playing, you know, somewhere else if they can't get it done in time for baseball season, which starts, whoa, what, end of January, beginning of February? It's pretty close, yeah. I think so, first practice
2: will be in February. Yeah. Um, They've they've got time. It's not going to be that elaborate, I don't think. Um, but they want to get the foundations in now, get all the concrete work done before the rain sets in. <laughs> if they can get a roof on it, get it dried in, you good won't. Have to, it, it'll be good to go.
0: Yeah, well, he be. he may mention the possibility they could be playing over at Dole. Yeah. Which oh uh, wow, well, like well that awesome. would be
2: good to play a couple of games over yeah. there. I'd hurt the Friedlins, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would really I, get a few. Well, games now I
2: will say, my son played for three years at Emerald, and right after they opened the school up, and he never played a home game. We played every home game we played was at Lander, and you know it's different. It's different because the kids get out of school and they go home and whatnot, and then you just meet back over at Lander to play. It's not like you can hang. You hang around the school and. You know, you walk down to the field. No, it's, you know, they're getting dressed in the parking lot and walking over to the field and play the game, and then they go home.
0: All right. uh, With that being said, that's going to do it for our high school segment. I want to thank uh, the coaches for all the preparation and providing the interviews for us as well. Always a lot of fun to go out and meet with them. Um, Also, thanks to good folks out at Howard's on Main. They uh, help us out uh, tremendously and able to be able to host our podcast out there. Uh, Today we are in the town of Troy, so. We are getting ready for a a big weekend uh, as well in the process of that. It's going to be a big college weekend to go along with that. So moving our attention now towards uh, some of these college games and and what is getting ready to start. Let's start first and foremost with Coastal Carolina, who right now seems to be the only team in South Carolina outside of of, – you know the the big schools, the one A schools that really uh, nobody is worried about. Everybody's saying that Coastal Carolina right now should pretty much walk through and, and has a good chance of winning a conference championship. wait but you you put uh, I want everybody <laughs> to get on your computer and
2: pull up a copy of that Coastal Carolina roster and just look at the uh, the heights and, and and unlike high school, they do put heights and weights on there. <laughs> They got some full-grown men on that team, son. That's a, that's that, a big that They play. got some. They got some players size-wise that I don't know why Division
0: One schools didn't pick them up. <laughs> they definitely met the measurables. They did, but for Coastal Carolina, and the Santa Clairs, this is kind of for Sam Pickney Greenwood Zone, uh, this is kind of uh, a bittersweet because Georgia State is coming into your place and uh, kickoff seven thirty this Thursday night uh, is to be on ESPN, a naturally televised game to go along with all that. But you know, for Sam, this is kind of. a... a, a I don't want to say a revenge since they went to more of a run oriented offense versus a passing. But this, I think is a chance for him to prove to them that, Hey, you missed out on this.
2: Well, and and it's a, it's not going to surprise me if the first play of the ball game, offensively for coastal it and Grayson McCall hitting Sam Pickney, Mm -hmm. throwing a target in him anyway. And Sam will be open. He knows how to get open. And, uh, just, a kind of, just to kind to run, rub a little soft in the
0: wound there, you know. And it's a whiteout night. And That's going to add a little more fun into the mix of Coastal yeah. Carolina. The and that teal place will be we'll, field, but everything else is white. It, it'll
2: be packed. Uh, we're going down. I hope I can get there in time for the game. depends on what time we can leave. Uh, I, it's an electric atmosphere in that stadium. This team comes out ready to play every game, and they play hard. And it's just – watch the game on TV, and you'll see what I'm talking about. These guys, they love playing the game, and they got weapons all over the field. I'm a little surprised, though. I'm going to pump
1: the brakes a little bit because I'm a huge Tracy McCall guy. I love him, but his stats this year stand, they're just not adding up like they usually do for this guy. I mean, he's seventy percent completion rate. How can you not love that? The problem is Darren Granger for Georgia I mean for Georgia State seventy five percent passing this year. What they didn't do last year. I mean, like you said, McCall's got seven or eight yards, four touchdowns, but he had two did he have two in the U C L A game interceptions? Yeah. Okay, so that's where the two picks come from. Yep. I mean he's still throwing, I mean eight point yards, I mean a a possession like 236 a game these guys are so close across the board i mean like i said they didn't even give me other than well they didn't even list a running back because they know gracie can do that too but you got the usuals. but we went through the, the other ones on monday how many running backs have you got down there Five, uh, six, seven. Can we borrow something? That,
2: that, that, that
0: got the ball in the yeah, game. And you had other three day. new rushers, three yeah. new freshmen that ended up getting the ball. Well, we in know about Rice. Week, so. And one Rice of those
2: Rice Rice guys is the guy from Miami that <laughs> was committed to the University of Miami, decommitted to Miami I can't do to U- come mix. to Coastal. That, that, to go. me, oh, yeah, that is that just right. shows you what kind of program those people are building on there. Javin Simpkins, I think is who You're right,
0: Simpkins. Yeah.
2: And uh, he's willing to come from Miami all the way up the coast. He might His NIL might have included a, a fast boat, what do you think?
1: I don't know, man. Like I said, <laughs> Coach Beck, though, I mean, you can't ever say anything bad about him. And that's the matchup I'm looking forward to. Yeah. You know, Sean Elliott we know. Yeah. We know him from USC days. But this is the matchup I kind of want to see. But like I said, I'm not going to take. last year in this game, we talked about the same quarterbacks. Darren Granger and Grayson McCall. McCall just had a huge game, and that game was down there. Like I said, they get. I mean, the difference between this team is, like I said, they've got eleven rushing touchdowns. That's where Coastal's got to go in, shut them down, and then that th- they should win this game pretty easily. I, this, and by the way, this is not going to be my one of the chaos. I can promise you that wasn't even a, a concept for that. And I'm over trying to you, and I'm hooking horn. I'm gonna break my own hand.
0: Now. <laughs> I was wondering what's going on. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this is a win.
1: I can't wait though, because I I do want to see. I think you're exactly right. I I think Trickett in his mind says, "You know what? I'm going to show him that we can, that we are going to use Sam, and it's going to be you. You call it. It's more of a. I'm going to say rivalry now, because you got Trickett and you got Sam, and I mean it's going to be fun to see it. And like I said, these are the uniforms I like. You know, you talk about a whiteout if they go with those UCLA uniforms, the all white. Oh man, look out. If they do like the rest of the crowd, they got the whites, everything's on, look out.
0: It's going to be exciting. Here's a a side stat that you can look at that's out there for Grayson McCall. 82 career touchdown passes have him tied right now with Ryan Dinwiddie out of Boise State. Um, Also Colin Kaepernick from Nevada, Andrew Luck from Stanford, and Ryan Schneider from UCF. That's at the FBS level as of right now. And he's tied for that. He can break that in this game, and then everything after that just gets bigger. Big. And look at – And, and I, three
2: of those played to pros. And he's still so, – I think he's still in single digits in four years of playing in interceptions. Yeah. I mean, he's only – I mean, one. this is playing at a high level. He's won 30-plus ball games. I don't even think he's in double-digit losses yet. He might not even be past the five mark yet. <laughs> but uh, – you know, the kid's just a winner, and don't don't bet against him because he will prove you wrong. Yeah, he is
1: my real Stetson Bennett, by the way. I am just going to throw <laughs> that out there. He does everything he says, and then if you don't take a chance on him, wherever you are in the NFL, you are
2: a fool. Well, that's the one so, thing I think is, you know, he came back for his senior year this year, and I think that this year, if you start looking around uh, college football, this is probably going to be one of the – Heaviest drafted quality Quarterback quarterbacks. Room, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean it's gonna be up and down the board. You know, I mean there's gonna be quarterbacks that you think should be first rounders, might not get picked to the sixth round because you got somebody like a Grayson McCall that they're gonna put him above him some of these other cats. I mm-hmm.
1: like him in New England, man. I just wanna
2: say that real quick. Oh, here
1: we go. I like I like <laughs> I Here like we go. I want to see this kid go somewhere and play. So, I mean, it could be Atlanta, Carolina takes yeah. a shot at him, and that'd be decent to see. it would be a good backup for, for Bryce yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean For Georgia State, though, they've got Darren uh, Granger that mm-hmm. you're going to have to contend with. As of right now, he leads the Sun Belt total offense with 339.7 yards per game. Um, you mentioned the 73% uh, passing rate with six touchdowns to go along with that. But – um you know the games at carolina and he has not i mean last year he did not do well when when coastal went down there he has struggled against the santa clara's defense that is they are part of that reason happens to be redshirt senior um, jt killen Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, don't forget about yeah. the fellow up the road mean, now. Yeah. Well, yeah, Braylen. and there's Brian Braylon Braylon Ryan.
1: Brian. I mean, don't forget about the man up the street. But like I said, defensively, Coastal's been good, and they, they're they, solid. They haven't changed that focal point. This no. has just been an offensive little switch around and see what we can get done with Coach Beck. And I mean, like I said, I you know what I, I will say, I'm impressed with Granger this year. Now I had to go back and look at who they played so far. And they haven't played quite the schedule that Coastal has. But, I mean, this kid's got six touchdowns and no picks. I mean, Grayson's got two. But he's also got the, you know, the four touchdowns. This could be a game, time to where Grayson says, you know what? I'm four and two right now, meaning four touchdowns, two picks. There might be one here. He says, you know what, Coach, let me sling this thing and let's go with this thing. And let me put six on the board real quick. And that could, that could happen in this game. Because that's where Georgia State does struggle is defensively. And that's surprising to me with Sean LA being that, that coach down there. so. I don't see a problem in Coastal, especially with an upset-minded team. I don't see it happening.
2: And Grayson and the biggest part of the offensive team and the defensive first-teamers, uh, they were eating post-game meal at lunchtime, you know, at the half last week. They didn't play the second half. Uh I mean, they got so deep. They played four
0: quarterbacks last week. Yeah,
2: so. I mean, they got down to where they were calling a student side of student <laughs> session for walk ons. I'm moving, and that's when, and that's, I think that's when Duquesne finally scored on them. But um, so they got a little more rest, uh, which is good. The team's got to be feeling good about itself because, like you say, when you can play four quarterbacks and. You're still performing well. You're still putting points on the board. You, you hate to embarrass anybody, and, th- and that was a beatdown last week, but it just shows you the depth that Coastal has, that they can go that deep and still. You better keep playing because these boys are not going to quit. They want to score. It don't matter if it's the first team or the fifth team. They want to score. Tom,
1: here's one that's different here, this is what lets you know. If you, if you do like me – and you go by money line and stuff like this. If you are better, not that I am, but I mean, you're talking about a three and and0 Georgia State team. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to Coastal and they're getting the points. Mm-hmm. Coastal's getting six and a half, which is almost a touchdown. I mean, uh, Georgia State's getting six and a half, and they got the better record. So that tells you right there they're expecting a beat down too. So I don't know. That'd be I mean, I you'd take a what 45-20 game something
2: like that. I know you I, expect yeah, more points than I, I do too. Well, I, I think that. Uh, a lot of people are waking up they saw that coastal UCLA game and saw what this team was capable of. And and that was a lot of the people out on the west coast that that you know, a lot of people outside of the State of South Carolina don't know a whole lot about coastal Carolina down there. But they're starting to they learn. learn they're starting to see it. And and it wasn't just the BYU flashing a pan COVID We'll get them to come in, and Coastal beats them. No. These guys want to win every ball game, and they're going in there showing you they're capable of doing it, and it don't matter who they play. A lot like App State and some of these other teams in the fun belt. Mm -hmm. Don't take any of them fun, like
1: But we'll be fun this year with Marshall back on track, and App yep. State's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Or James Madison in that mix. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. keep forgetting about Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's not my Troy this year. Sorry, the Trojans aren't going to be where we need to be.
0: But. So, 7.30 Thursday nights, make sure to be there, be square, because it is going to be fun.
1: And I tell you right now, this man ain't going to be – well, no, it's a Friday night game, right? Thursday night Thursday game. Night. Thursday night game. So you're still going to be back at Carolina for your regular game. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll be done. He ain't gonna, Like I said, if he's going to see Coastal and miss his game, guys, man, but he's going to be back. So. <laughs> I don't know why I you thinking it's a Friday game. No. I right. got them right here.
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about the early game that happens uh, this coming Saturday at 12 o'clock start as the Florida State Seminoles, who are 3 and 0, come in to take on the Clemson Tigers, who are 2 and 1. Clemson is, uh, well, the home field advantage. Uh, they are the home favorites by 2.5 points. Uh, as of right now but this is a marquee matchup uh, in week four that I think when you look at it if if Clemson wins this game it silences the doubters I think that say that Clemson is done they don't have a chance at winning uh, an ACC championship that Florida State has come in and is now the leader you know the main rooster that is there so to speak but it it's that's how important this game is to Clemson, and I don't think they need to overlook. I think they need to actually take care of, of business but come out excited and enthusiastic to play because you know Florida State is. Every time Florida State has come to Clemson, and you can go back to the uh, James Winston uh, uh, era. Yeah. Um, when he came in, you know, Clemson was favored to win that game big time, and he came out and smacked them in the mouth, and they could never recover. That can't happen in this, in this game.
2: Well, I think we've seen Clemson grow over the last, since the Duke game. We have. Uh, we've all said that Klubnick just needs playing time. The skills are there. Uh, let's just get him playing time. And they've done that over the last two games. But now let's see how he reacts. Well, now, we, we're not trying to hype him too much but because the team, two teams that he played against weren't Florida State. Let's You're just right. say it. They that at that level, at that level, they weren't at the level of Duke. Um, is Clubnick gonna come out and play the way he did against Duke, or is he gonna come out and play the way he get played against these other teams? We're hoping that he's grown, matured, gotten a little more accustomed to the speed of the game, and hopefully that Garrett Riley has said, "Okay, we're not." We're not going to limit the field. We're not going to take a third of the field away from you or half the field. We're going to call plays for all portions of the field. We feel like you need to be there. Uh, The one concern that everybody in there, of course, everybody knows the story, we got a walk-on kicker now. (laughs) I mean, the call was made to Charleston, and the guy showed up at practice Monday. So uh, I think Dabo realized that this this could be a one-score game.
0: You know, But and he'd hate for it to come down to a field goal. He said, I'd hate for it to come down to a field goal. Yeah.
2: Well, well, it's not so much the field goal. It's, it, okay, we got the ball on the 30. It's fourth and two. What do I do? You know, I've got a kicker that really hadn't impressed me. Uh, twos might be a pretty good amount of yards to try to get against a stout Florida State defense. Even though I've got Shipley or Moffa in the back, field, uh, do I flip a coin <laughs> and go for broke and just hope if that happens, it's not with three seconds left on the clock, because you know what you're going to do then. You're going to set trot that kicker out there and tell him, okay, go ahead and hit me a 40-yarder to win this ball game, and you'll be the hero. But This, this uh, is
1: what you're waiting on. I'm going to go ahead and do this. There's one of Chris's chaos games, and it will be Clemson over Florida State, and it will... And it will. Be, I'm gonna say this. It will be easily Florida State. I watched them last week against Boston College, and this team, they play well together. Go, Norvell's got a pretty good defense there, but Jordan Travis is not gonna be 100. percent And you know Clemson's gonna come after him if they can somehow shut Benson down. The running back. I mean, he's got. I mean, he's got 194 yards in three games. Two games. He does have four touchdowns. But if you can shut. Whoever's going to play for Travis, because he's not going to start the game. I've already seen that on ESPN, but he, he will be in the game. But if he, he's not going to be that X factor that you're thinking he's going to be. And I think this is one like what – I love the new thing with Will Shipley because it's Chipotle now in Clemson, by the yeah, way. He likes I guess you there. saw that. so yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think this is the game, and like I said, this is one of my, my chaos games because it's at home, for one. And Florida State just did not impress me last week. Jaheen Bell, I don't think he's going to play. And that's a big thing, and it tied in for Florida State. And they also have two more receivers that are going to be iffy. We won't call well, them down. We're
0: anymore. not sure about Tra- – Travis says he's 100%. But ready you're going to gonna go say that this. to play. Yeah.
1: And if it goes well, to the second-team quarterback, he didn't show me anything last week either.
2: So Well, I'm, I'm not going to put a lot of stock in the Florida State-Boston college game because we all know that is a horrible – that's about like going in and playing Duke. It's a horrible place to go. It's in a big city where nobody cares about college football. It's all about Chris's Patriots, <laughs> even though they ain't won a ball game in for how long. Uh, you know, so, so it, 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 it's tough to play there. Boston College is – they have a history of, of playing good teams well, especially at home. I mean, they do. uh, it doesn't matter if it's Clemson, Florida State, Miami, whoever it is. Now, you take that same team on the road, and I think the weather was a little suspect up there last week. I think they had some rain and some a little bit cooler weather. Not during I, the know, game, though. But yeah, but you're right. Not during the game, but, you know, enough to make a difference. And, you know, I don't – Saturday, you know, this is, this is Clemson football right here. I mean, it's Saturday. It's 12 o'clock noon kickoff. The fans love it. Dabo loves it. I don't know if the players really love it but oh, they a 10 o'clock dabble. game we playing a oh, yeah. coming into you 12, know yeah. uh, you know but <laughs> at, at, it, it it sets up for clumps of wind like you are saying Chris but uh we still have some the concerns are getting less and less but we still have concerns with uh How's he gonna play? Because this is gonna be a big time game. This is a good defense. That, 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 yeah, this yeah, is a, this is a big time game, and uh, under you know you're not gonna be under the lights, so to speak. But you're, you're gonna, gonna be, be in the lights. This this will be the first game he's played in front of eighty something thousand. Mm-hmm. Now they're gonna be on his side. That's the good part <laughs> about it. They will be <laughs> on his side. They'll be rooting for him. But you know the receivers have got. He, he! I know he's frustrated with some of the receivers because they've dropped passes. He's put them where he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to, and they've dropped them. Uh, they can't be doing that in this game. Yeah,
0: and the loss of specter is going to hurt a little <laughs> bit. But for Klebnik and, and this offense, I think winning the first quarter well, is going to be the big – now, you may not be ahead at halftime, <laughs> but winning the first quarter is going to be huge for the Tigers.
2: Well, you've got to come out – first off, you've got to come out and play the first quarter. Mm-hmm. They, You know, last week they did, you know games before that they hadn't so we we got to hope that that trend continues upward and we think it will like I said we're seeing some positive good things happen but we still have some they're not as big a question marks as they were the, the questions have been answered in a lot of them and uh, Dabo and Riley run the dang ball you got two of the best running backs in the nation uh, you got to a very capable offensive line just take it out and smack florida state in the mouth and just drive it right down their throat and win the ball game i'm gonna finish up easy i'm gonna say all right let's say travis can't go
1: then that's the big problem for florida State. you're talking about 729 yards so far passing mm-hmm. eight touchdowns to one pick so if you got another guy that's taking this spot that's a lot of yards that you're losing not having him in the game now I'm going to fight you with this one, now will Because I'm telling you, I'm starting to feel like I'm a Tiger fan. I'm always <laughs> defending now. K. Klubnick, for as bad as we say he's played or whatever, Travis is 729. He has 693 passes. That's not a big difference. That's at all. You're talking about less than 50 yards difference. The difference does come at eight touchdowns for Klubnick, only two picks. Don't. Riley, don't flip the switch and think you've got to go mafia in this game. I think you do have to run the ball, but you got to find what? Tell me my man's name at tight end. Titan. Sidon-
0: Berenstein, Berenstein or whatever, Berenstein. It is.
1: yeah, whatever his name is. Find that dude in the end zone because you know Bowes going to be over the top and Shipley. I think that's where you see Shipley, maybe with two touchdowns. He has none rushing, but he has two receiving. So I'd like to see that concept continue, and that's the way they win this game. Like I said, but you're right. If, if Florida State comes out and Travis is playing and they go nuts, this game could be over quick. Well, that's why it's chaos.
2: Boy. I think ball security. <laughs> I think ball security is going to be a big deal for Clemson this week, too. Uh, you can't turn the ball over. You can't give Florida State an opportunity. I mean, and that's just giving them the ball. I mean, you can't be driving the ball and just hand it to them on with a, like we've seen them. You can't have the little dummy penalties, mm-hmm. you know, the little offside demotions on third and one, and all of a sudden now it's third and six, mm-hmm. and you're putting more pressure on Klubnik. You know, he don't need that. Y'all, see y'all help him win the ball. He he hadn't got to win the ball game for you. Put him in a position
0: if, to help win the ball
2: but, game. But you got to help him. You got to help him.
0: Well, Davo Sweeney had a press conference on Tuesday night uh, after practice was over and done with. Here's a little bit of what he had to say in getting ready for Florida State and the Seminoles.
5: Uh, you know, Mike's done a Mike's done a great job in, um uh, in really you know building their program and putting putting it, putting it back together. Uh, and, and not only that, you know, it's one thing to have good players. It's another thing to get them to play hard, to play together, uh, and, uh, to play with, with, uh, you know, the right, uh, character and attitude and all those type of things. And, and, uh, you know, all those things jump out when you watch Forest state play these guys, um, uh, really, and it starts with our quarterback. I mean, he's a guy I've been around a little bit and I've had a chance to watch and I mean, he's, he's a great football player, but he's a, he's a great kid. And I mean, he's a, he's a winner. He's a guy that, that makes everybody around him better. Uh, he's got a ton of, of, of football character and a ton of just character in general. And that, that kind of shines through him in every aspect of, uh, of his life. So got a lot of respect for, um, you know, this team, uh, very, very experienced football team that we're, that we're getting ready to play on offense and defense. Got a lot of guys that have played a lot of football. Uh, again, starting with their quarterback, um, you know, a bunch of guys up front that have played a lot of ball. Uh, you know, great backfield. Uh, this is a really, really dynamic group of backs. Three is, is uh, I mean, he's a load. You know, they do a lot of things uh, to get him the ball in the screen game. And, and um, you know, they're, they're, they're a very physical group up front by nature of their scheme uh, with all the, um, you know, guard tackle pull stuff that they have and, and, and misdirection and, uh, a lot of play action, you know, move the pocket a ton with the quarterback, uh, get him out of the pocket. He's 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 a he's a great creator, huge um, explosive plays that have come from um, both his arm and his legs. And uh, a lot of a lot of big plays come when he just he just creates. And uh, so that's what makes him really really dangerous. Uh, he can beat you in a lot of ways. Um, you know, a million screens. And uh, then they've got some dynamic playmakers. I mean, obviously with Bell coming in, we've seen him up close. He's a he's a great football player. Uh, 14, uh, four is is a is a really special talent as well. So they've got a they've got a very dynamic group uh, with their backfield, tight end, uh, receivers, and then the quarterback. Uh, so create a lot of a lot of challenges for sure. Uh, so uh, huge uh, huge huge battle and and uh, matchup there. And then flip side defensively, they look like. The Florida State teams on defense that, that I kind of grew up here at Clemson watching, uh, if you will. you know, uh, Deep up front, bunch of big bodies, a bunch of guys that can run, sub guys in and out, uh, physical downhill linebackers, and, uh, and and guys in the secondary that, that play with confidence and, and try to force the issue. you know. So it's a physical matchup on both sides. There are going to be a lot of competitive plays on both sides. Uh, so good football team every sense of the word, and, and uh, man, we're excited about the opportunity and the challenge and, and uh, you know, look forward to uh, being a part of it.
0: So there you have Dabo Sweeney, his press conference from Tuesday and what he had to say about the Florida State Seminoles, and, and most of that, coaches speak, uh, you know, respecting your opponent, that, that is coming in, but one thing he didn't mention was the kicking game, which we have already mentioned is a bit of a concern. Florida State definitely has the advantage in that.
1: They do, and I forgot about Johnny Wilson. He's a great receiver. Um, but like I said, Jaheem Bell's also got two or three rushing touchdowns to take away from, from uh, Benson from getting it. But uh, like I said, we don't know about it. We don't know about Jareem Bell. If he's game-time decision and can't play, those touchdowns you're taking off the board. And if, for some reason, like I said, if Travis, of course he's going to tell his coach he's going to play. And if there's any <laughs> chance he can, he will play in this game. Um, and like I said, the one pick he does have on the year came last week when he got hit and what rung his bell, and he just threw it up in there and he intercepted it that way. But he, he's right, arm and legs, he'll beat you to death. I just, I, I just can't be one of these gamecocks to sit back and say Club doesn't do anything because he does. I mean, his numbers are almost as good. I mean, all right.
0: So we'll see that game noontime on Saturday. Should be a fun one in the valley up there, in Tigertown. Town. Um, a lot will of folks, be it, it will be, be, they'll be up there at 6 o'clock oh, in the morning. <laughs> be ready, by the way. I got a text. B- yeah, he'll be ready. He'll be one of those that are up there. All right, let's bring it a little closer to home. Uh, Erskine uh, Flying Fleet, they are going to be at home. Their first home game of the year as they get ready to take on a very, very talented Wolves team in Newberry College coming in uh, to JW Babb Stadium. This should be fun. Last year, it was a 32-14 to 14 ball game. Um, really, all of the games that these three—they played three times already—and yeah. and really, that all three have been blowouts in this regard. Your saving grace with this one is that Newberry is tired after yeah. playing eight Understand. overtimes on overtimes. last Saturday, yeah. and then you know getting ready for you to come in. But there's got to be excitement with Erskine and being their first home game and coming in here and and, and really being ready and powered up and in, in with your own fans. Got
2: to be got to be and and like you say newberry had a heck of a ball game last week and you know how did have those guys how can they flush that game after playing eight overtimes and setting records of all kinds and they you know and they've heard about all that uh but now you got to get ready you got to come to greenwood and you got to play this Erskine team. it's gonna be scrappy uh, I still look for I look for Newberry to win, Shep, I'd love to give you the win, but I just I don't see it happening this week. Yeah, but <laughs> the problem's going to be is now, now it could happen if Newberry has a, just a tremendous letdown, and that's the key after after the huge win after playing that many old times and getting a win, you know. It could work against Newberry, and then Newberry could and have to go, and then have to come on the road. Now we know it's not about a 45-minute drive from Newberry to Greenfield. Still to the bad. Yeah, you know, so so um, I, gonna be an interesting game. If you want
1: to look at something stat-wise, you've already done it. I've done it. You go back and look, and and Newberry had this game, mm-hmm. and the letdowns where it came yeah. to let the other team back in this thing and that's what caused the eight overtime so if you're deep in the coordinator you bite nails like tad usually does and you're saying hey you we cannot let this happen again and this is going to be a game tom like we always said he likes to run the ball i'm more of a passer guy but pender hand that ball off especially because they haven't been getting the coverage that we need the past two games played well the first game but the last two games the the offensive line play has been a lot like down the street, down the road a little bit, but um, run the ball or take the pressure off Pender, and we know he can do good things because he's back at Erskine mm-hmm. to do what he did before. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be a winnable game, but I'm not like, saying I could also see it getting away pretty quickly if you can't score first.
0: And you got to look at Newberry. They've been known as a rushing team here yeah. in the past. They're not so much this year. I mean, we got their
1: running back in Columbus.
0: So. <laughs> you did. Ended up pulling him away. But they have been doing it through the air. When you look at what Brandon Phillips has been able to do, um, you know, he's he's doing the best he can. He's got. Uh, 25 completions on 52 tries, two interceptions to go along with it, but that's for 348 yards total. So, um, and and that's better than their running attack as of right now. So it, it's a different offense for Newberry. I think that also favors Erskine in too. coming in here because their strength right now has been the passing uh, in the secondary and with passing teams. So
1: gotta run the ball. Like I said, you can't. I mean, like I said, that's the whole difference in this team at Newberry's. But like I said they've they gone almost to flip the switch a little bit. They're trying to throw it now. They don't have that running back they had in the past. And, I mean, th- this is a perfect opportunity for Shapp Boy to get to get, on, get them a win. Yeah. yeah. Because these boys are, I think you used the word tired. Mm-hmm. I mean, these boys,
2: they wore out. So. Well, and the thing about it is, you know, if Shapp can come out and run the ball, shorten mm-hmm. the game by maintaining possession, don't let a passing team, just continually get out on the field because if you do, they're going to get into a rhythm. Whereas if you can keep them over there on the sidelines and then they come out, you hold them, get them three and out, and send them back to sidelines for another six, eight minutes, it's hard to get those guys in rhythm if you're doing that. It's going to be a good game, I man. Like I said, it's a wonderful game, Coach Boyd. you got to pull it through.
1: He really needs this game, too, by the way, Tom. Let's be totally honest yeah. about it. He, he needs to quiet the whispers that we're hearing in, in the Greenwood and Due West area. Just put it, put it to bed, win you a couple games back-to-back, back, and I'd like to do it a way, Coach.
0: Yep. Yep, yeah, and see if we can break this three-game losing streak mm-hmm. and come away with a win over the Wolves in this one. It will be at JW Bab Stadium uh, 6 o'clock Saturday night is when it – and it will be First Responders Day, Student and Faculty Appreciation Day as well. So nice. come on out. Support the Flying Fleet's – after you watch uh, the Carolina and Clemson
2: games and all that stuff. Carolina don't play the seven thirty. Oh. I was going to say,
0: bring your, bring <laughs> bring your, your little, phone to your TV and you can stream it. it man. You can get it then. It's a uh, fun yeah. time at, at yeah. the Bay Up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, the Carolina game. Cox as they get ready to take on Mississippi State. You're right, it is a 7:30 game. At Williams-Brice, uh, about 77,559 tickets they've sold so far is what they've got listed here. Yep. Um, so it should be a lot of fun under the lights, but South Carolina is probably the best one and two team that is out there right now. And Mississippi state is two and one. Both of them are zero and one in conference play as of right now to go along with this. And, uh, for South Carolina, this, this is a state, this could be a statement win for them. If they can come out and really establish themselves in particularly on that offensive line and giving them some run game.
2: And I think, uh, the coaches have made, have alluded to it this week. Um, The two freshmen, the left tackle and the right guard, are going to be starting this week. They played a lot at Georgia. Uh, The staff really liked what they did. So now we've got a starting five. We know who the starting five offensive linemen are going to be. They're going to give them the reps. They're going to get the communications down. That still does not correct the running game. And I still say I love DeKayon for his loyalty to the team and his – adaptability but uh, coaches you went and you recruited running backs let's put them in the game uh, probably the biggest problem that I see and it's, it's, a, it's one reason we're probably not seeing any more juju than we are is that the offensive line has got to give a little better pass protection and when you've got a running back that's the one hardest thing especially like with the on He's never had to block. I mean, yeah, okay, he played wide receiver. Yeah, he threw a few little old rub blocks. I mean, nothing where you got to hit anybody. Uh, Now playing in the backfield, you get that 6'2", 250 middle linebacker coming untouched. You got to put your body in front of him, and that's not something you can just it's got to be a mind over matter yeah, thing, it's man. Be big. You ain't, you don't have to mind because it ain't gonna matter. You got to hit him, and uh, that's the one thing. And, and if you've got a running back that you recruit, he's had to do it in high school. So let's see if we can't straighten that out. Uh, we know uh, Juice is not playing this weekend. Uh, Marion Brown is day to day. They're saying his hamstring's looking better. Uh, and Moiré, he did play a little bit against Georgia with the hamstring. They said he did not tweak it at Georgia, which is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't have that many plays. But the one stat that I saw, Debo played 70 snaps, every one of them, defenses yep. from the linebacker. You cannot do that and expect that man to be able to play at the end of the game. You have got to get Pup Howard and some of these other guys. If you don't do nothing but just send them in for two plays, I'd rather send, let Pup get 15 plays. That's 15 less that Debo's going to have to play. You do do that twice, and you've given Debo a half a game's rest if you do that in two games. You got to start playing, and we're seeing it. We're seeing more and more of these freshmen getting to play, um, and we're going to see some more freshmen wide receivers, especially. Wales is not; they're not even going to dress him this week, probably not next week. And then you get to the open date, so he's going to have time to get that foot healed.
0: Yeah, and Amuga Blake, the, you saw what he did in yeah, the absence yeah. at, at Georgia against yeah. the number one team in the nation. Yeah. And, he, uh, uh, he did. Pre- he held his own. Let's just call him yeah,
2: that. Yeah, he did, and. X-Man is still going to do his stuff. We know he's going to be the primary target. Uh, but get some of these, and we're doing it. Lewis looked good. He did. And he can step in and play in that slot, which is, um, we've got some other younger guys out there. Doty needs to continue to improve, and they're saying he is. So we're going to see him some more in the slot. Uh, That's y- where I like him at. Y'all kid. know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a tall kid, too. I so, like him you in the slot. Uh, I think Trey Knox is going to have a big game for yeah, us. Trey, I mean, that's going to be Trey had a us. big drop in the George game if he had have caught that one ball and of course he remembers wet, you know <laughs> so. who knows why but he he still dropped it and that would have been a first down that would have kept the drive alive so uh, he learned from it All right um, Mississippi but, State's got the same a lot of the same problems they have no offensive line uh, I love Will Rogers to death as a quarterback, but he's a plant my feet and throw it quarterback, and they don't have the line this year for him to do that.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Linda Trick Griffin is the wideout that he's been throwing yeah. to for the most yeah. part. I love the name. Yeah. Um, I got that with yeah. your name up
2: above it
1: because I said, <laughs> and the running back.
0: Yeah, he's he's yeah. playing well. I man. mean, he's he's playing very well. Thirteen
1: for one thirty-two catching wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. some yeah. touchdowns. He's being
0: huge. And then defensively, this is where they're going to have to step up. But their defensive line is going to have to be stout. You're going to have to have another big game from Nathan Watson, Jed Johnson. They had 31 tackles total last week against LSU. A couple of sacks to go along with that and a pair of interceptions uh, in the process. So that defense is going to have to continue to, to really step up to if Mississippi State even wants to remain in this game.
1: And that's where I, that's where I'm worried because – you know, like, we usually talk about it all the time. Like, you know, what they do is what I'm always saying, man. Take that center, if you're a nose tackle, and shove him back into Spencer Rattler's face and when you do that, you've already dispelled any handoffs that's going to come that way. You've got to go with slide passes. You've got to go with pitches or something like that. And that, that's where they, they actually have a shot in this game. I mean, like I said, you said when Mike's in patching away. I mean, they, they really don't have that running game. They really abandoned it with Arnett as a coach. But, I mean, I hate that for him. But this is a game, you know, they, even though Will Rogers has not had the year, I mean, 692 and five touchdowns, he's still better than Old Spence. As far as like touchdowns, interceptions, I mean, he don't have an interception pass. And like I said, Rattler's got the four touchdowns, the two picks, and Joyner, believe it or not, and this is a stat when you were talking about, we got to find a running back. Joyner's twenty-eight for seventy-five. That's no rushing yards, but he's got three touchdowns on the ground. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a bright spot, but like I said, X-Factor returning kicks. I mean, he's your go-to guy we've got to have. I, and this might be a game, stand that we would throw a, a Nicholas Harbor in the
2: game as another tight end. Just to, well, he, he played and what a lot of people. He's playing. He played in the Georgia game. But the problem is he don't know how to get open. Yeah, he, it's going to take a He's minute. a freshman. He's still learning the routes. He's got to learn how to get open. I mean, it's a track star, by the way. Yeah. So, let's put him at wide out and tell I'm, him go. Yeah, I'm good. And tell Spencer, throw it as far as you can throw it, because he'll run under it.
0: <laughs> and we know South Carolina's going to win the third quarter. They have yeah. done it, uh, with the exception of the Georgia game, mm-hmm. for what, the last eight games? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have ended up winning the third quarter, and that's pretty much when they've you know, put the dagger in a lot of, uh, lot of confidence. And we're
1: They're back right. at our normal time, like the yep. Clemsons at 12. We're back at the normal 7.30 time, and... Yeah, I love and, that lighter trick. Whatever his name is, Griffin. I mean, I, that's just a name I looked at. I was like, Nah, my phone's wrong. With that.
0: <laughs> my eyes playing uh, tricks it, on me, it is, really man. Like it I does.
1: said, don't, I'm telling you, don't close your eyes on Will Rogers because he will beat you if you don't. Yeah,
0: it was two but, years
2: ago
1: or last year that he, he ended up having but, a really good game is, against but us. But this
2: is a game it's in Willie B. It is. Uh, the only question right now is that load that's coming across Florida right now, and <laughs> maybe hugging the coast. Uh, Maybe some rain in Columbia. Take your jacket, Stan. It's going to be more toward the coast is what they're predicting right now, but this is going to be a lot like last week. Maybe some light rain in the afternoon, clearing up by game time, but the field's still going to be wet. You know, it'll drain well, but it's still going to be wet. It's and a
1: depression, man. We yeah. can't let it be depressing. But, yeah. like I said, I, I don't know what's going to happen as a game cop, as I'm a game cop, and if we come out and lose this game, I'm going to be – this is the one that we, we shouldn't lose. It shouldn't even be close to losing.
0: Well, the line is only six and a half. Well, that's what I'm going to ask you because I didn't write yeah, that so.
1: down. So, that it's I, – I didn't pick that. That's not one of the ones, so don't be hitting that button. But, <laughs> like I said, this is a game I think that – you know, we talked about clubbing, but also this is a game Rattler really needs to settle some stuff for himself – to get back on track to where he's not four touchdowns, two picks. That's what we saw last year. That was indicative of last year's way he played. And like I said, if they come out and they don't blitz, (laughs) because like I said, he loves running, and he's a really good runner when he gets the ball when they do blitz him. I think they take the same approach as Georgia, and just say, stand back there and throw all you want. But we'll see. And that would be a good game plan, especially in the rain. We don't know. And that's when that's when Beamer and, the, and his guys are going. to – That's where Dow's really got to impress me. So he's a long way from it, but that's where you impress me, Coach Loughins. You got to show me that you can make it, the adjustments
0: that we haven't been making. All right, South Carolina and uh, Mississippi State doing battle 7:30 at Willie B this coming Saturday night should be a fun. One there, let's turn our attention to PC here quickly. Uh, they got the Butler Bulldogs that they're going to be going to in Indianapolis, so they get another road trip. Not quite uh, the easy one that they had up no. at Wofford. I, you know. I, I like Indianapolis and going to Butler. When we swam against Butler, it was always at the Auditorium down there in downtown. A beautiful, huge 50-meter pool to go along with that. Their facilities at Butler, football-wise, are just as spectacular in this one. And this is going to be a 1 o'clock game in the afternoon for them. So, I mean, this will be a tough matchup. Butler plays extremely good football.
2: Well, we saw what PC is capable of doing last week when they took out Walford. Um,
0: yeah, 23-20. That, yeah.
2: that coaching, the coaches over there, they, they've they got the players believing they can win. Even though they don't have a scholarship, they, they're they going to go in and, and, and they're a lot like Coastal. They're going to come out ready to play, and they're going to play for the win. They're not going to play for a check. They're going to play for a win and say, so we went into Indianapolis. We made that long road trip. And they're probably going to be on buses. They're probably not flying like some teams do. Uh, I don't know that for sure. Yeah. But
1: yeah, this is the uh, first
0: time matchup between these uh, two yeah. schools too. Yeah. So if this is
1: basketball, you better look out. Yeah. But Butler yeah. beat the brakes <laughs> off yeah, of them. They Yeah, they would have. Yeah. But what you're talking about with the with the like I said, I've been through downtime several times. You got Pacer Arena, which is it's a different name. It's not called that. But the Butler Basketball Coliseum is two blocks down, I think, and it is nice. Mm-hmm. You're right. The, and, and like I said, the football, I haven't seen that stadium yet, but I'm sure it's just as nice as the, as the basketball is. So, I mean, it, it could be an interesting game. I just think this is a good football team. I know we're under a new coach and everything, but this is a good football team. They're just This could be a good challenge. I mean, they play Bayley. out of the – Butler plays yeah.
0: in the That You know, that's the the, the lower set of uh, – or the group of five, five I guess, yeah. kind of part of that. Uh, group that is there, but that's also the group that's in with North Dakota State, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Salukis from Southern Illinois. I Your mean, team. Yeah, so it's, it's be interesting to, to see how they match up. And I think this is a bigger me- uh, measuring stick for them than last week's game yeah. against Walford. So. Just to come off that win last week, and but uh, the they've coming, been a really good Walford team, but, by the but way. But
2: the win at Walford gives, gives that team how much oh, confidence yeah. did they gain? From, from going in and, and just that's, winning that game. and That's what I'm coaches, saying. They may be it.
1: flying because yeah. they're on that high still. So yeah. that might be how they get there. <laughs> yeah. So, But it's a game, coach. You guys go up there and you take care of business. And same thing against, you know, and I, I'm going to tell you the, what I like the best about that win for them. Coach Watson from Walford said it right out of his mouth. He said, This is the games we usually win. I don't know how to feel about this game because we didn't win, but we should have. And he says, "I don't like leaving anything on the table. That's like leaving bread for a mouse or cheese for a rat. I don't want to leave anything out there for them to get." And he's—that's how disappointing that game was. And they're looking—they're getting ready for Furman on down the road. A little
0: yeah, bit. And Furman uh, already back up to seventh huh? in, in Division Two. And
1: Mercer's coming to town. That could be a fun game. Yeah,
0: could be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, that brings us to Chris's Chaos. What you got for us?
1: Man, we went through a bunch of games and stuff, and I got one I want to tell with you, and I know you're going to love it when I say it, man. There's a matchup that I really, really liked. I can't – well, I'm going to start tomorrow night. I mean, on Friday night, excuse me. Wisconsin's at Purdue. I mean, Purdue's getting all the points, and I like that team. The one I wanted to give you was NC State at Virginia. I wanted to, but – Coach Elliott's just not using Colby Pace and some of them guys as good as he has before. But the one I wanted to give you was Rutgers at at the big house. Both teams are fairly decent teams. I mean, I watched Rutgers last week. It's a game they could win. Michigan's got, you know, the quarterback position is just so solid. And then they got Corman running back. So, I'm not going to throw you that one. I'm going to give you another one. Stan loves this, and Stan's going to love this one. We talked about Coastal, and we talked about Chip Kelly. And they got a big game at Utah this week. And they they have a true freshman quarterback now. They played against Coastal. And he's solid. His name's Dante Reno, and he is the future. He's another DTR, if you know who that is, that played for four or five years at, at UCLA a quarterback. He's that similar quarterback. Um, and that's going to be my upset. I'm going to take UCLA on the road over the Utah team that is ranked, by the way. The second one will surprise you. I'm going to go against one of the – Hey, let's see. Tua, you got Tulia, Tyler Violi, however you say the names. It's usually <laughs> just, yeah, it's usually him. And I mean, he's quarterback at Maryland. And, and they're playing Mel Tucker's team for right now. We know that Michigan State's in turmoil and they're already in the process of firing Mel Tucker. I think that's a setup game. And I think the players are getting tired of this whole ordeal about what's going on with Coach. Um, we know that Antonio's there. Mm-hmm. He's he was a former coach, and I can see him sliding in, taking mm-hmm. some leadership up. And, and that's another game I think. I think it's going to be uh, Michigan State over Maryland. So that, that's the last one I got for you. But like I said, there's some really good games this weekend: ACC, SEC, and beyond. I mean, it's it's a bunch mm-hmm. of great games. So. Looking forward to it.
0: All right, so make sure to join us uh, coming up on Monday. Enjoy the games that are out there. We'll have uh, the big did they earn their money segment on Monday. Yeah, well, again, so, I'm
2: still
1: trying to come up with yeah, a way to, well, hook,
0: we, to we agree got, with it. We
2: got a lot of a big games <laughs> that we're going we're gonna to find out if these guys are earning their money <laughs> this week. I still want
1: to play at least a year before they give them all this money, but anyway,
0: we're good. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> want to thank the good folks out at Howard's on Main. Uh, drop by and enjoy some of the great specials they have out there during the lunchtime also breakfast wise they're open uh, bright and early six o'clock get out there don't and go there then i'm just matter of fact
1: i tell you what we do monday we get there you get there about the same time i do we'll get that breakfast burrito together All
0: right. we'll see what happens we'll do that
1: <laughs> so. anyway appreciate y'all coming to the big city y'all are the first ones ever come in our building the new town hall here and man we appreciate having y'all down here uh we're proud of the little building it is a small bit of we're real proud here in troy so Like I said, y'all the first one to get to enjoy it and
0: hopefully one of many. That's what we hope as well. I want to thank Chris Cox. Also stands by for you, the coach. I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.